Welcome everybody to yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you're all enjoying your day, great. If not, I don't know what to tell you yet. So anyway, this episode I was considering covering for a long time, and that is the history of the European Championship in the WWF slash WWE. We had this championship around for about five and a half years within the company. This at one point was considered one of the championships for part for being qualified as a Grand Slam. This counted as a tertiary championship, if that's correct term, kind of on the same level as the Hardcore Championship. So not even looked at as a mid-card championship compared to something like the Intercontinental or United States. So today we're going to cover every title reign and kind of some of the significances with some of the championship reigns as we go along. So first off, the first ever champion we remember happening back on February 26, 1997 edition of Raw. Well, taped on that day, aired March 3rd. In Berlin, Germany, the British Bulldog would win the championship to become the first ever champion by defeating his fellow tag team partner, Owen Hart, in the tournament final. Fantastic match. Fantastic match. If you have never seen it, you might want to. This title reign would actually last for over 200 days, be the longest championship run in the championship's history. Title reign would end at the one night only pay-per-view in Birmingham, England, when he would drop to Shawn Michaels. Match finished, Shaw saw the British Bulldog's legs getting worked on, get locked in the figure four, completely pass out from the hold, and Shawn Michaels would get the victory, technically by submission, even though it was a pass-out submission, but still a submission nonetheless. Shawn Michaels would become the champion and would be first ever Grand Slam champion, being the first ever man to hold the WWF slash WWE Intercontinental Tag Team and European Championships all within their career. The following, about two, three months later, on the December 22nd edition of Raw, Shawn Michaels would drop it to Triple H in a farce match due to a booking decision by Sergeant Slaughter saying these two are going to go one-on-one due to Shawn Michaels never defending the European Championship during that entire run. So therefore, he was completely going against the 30-day mandatory title run or title defense rule that was going on throughout the years. This one would end up coming to an end on the January 22nd, 1998 edition of Raw, as Owen Hart would defeat the artist formerly known as Goldust, aka the Goldust, Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes, we all know how I feel about that guy, who is technically being counted as a substitute for Triple H, because he's dressed up like Triple H, lost match, Sergeant Slaughter said, hey, that's a substitute, so therefore Triple H is no longer the champion. And I believe around this time, Triple H was also dealing with a knee injury. Title reign would end about a few months later at, on the March 16, 1998 edition of Raw as Triple H would regain the championship from Owen Hart. Owen would, at that point was dealing with a bit of an ankle issue and that would be used for Triple H to regain the championship. And a little fun fact, if you remember the three-part series that I mentioned of matches changing compared to when they were announced, aka card subject to change, originally Owen was advertised to be defending the championship at WrestleMania, but instead Triple H would be the champion going into the pay-per-view due to this. Towering would end in about mid-July on July, well, July 20th, 1998 edition of Raw, as D'Lo Brown would become the brand new champion. This is also something I mentioned during the three-part series, saying that D'Lo was not scheduled to be the champion defending at Fully Loaded, but that was changed after becoming the new champion by tri- against Triple H. Towering would end on the September 21st edition of Raw, when he would drop it then to X-Pac in Sacramento, California. But then this title reign ended up lasting only a few weeks as he would drop it back to D'Lo Brown on the October 5th, 1998 edition of Raw. Title reign would then last less than three weeks as on at the Judgment Day paper, well, two to three weeks, as he would drop it at the Judgment Day in your house pay-per-view right back to X-Pac. So a few title, just a few title changes right between both men within a three-month period. 
Xbox reign would last about four months, so I believe this is one of the other longest reigns of the championship. Kind of tying Triple H, give or take, if you depend on the tape delays for when the show is taped and when they actually air compared to when WWE recognizes style changes. As then, he would lose it on the February 15, 1999 edition of Raw in a tag match with Triple H against Kane and China. Uh, in a tag team match on the February 15, 1999 edition of Raw. So Shane McMahon would become the brand new, tag, brand new European champion. Would drop it on, would actually retire as champion April 4th, 1999 edition of Sunday Night Heat, claiming he was being retired as champion. So, a little over two years after the championship was around, he was suddenly being put on the shelf for a little while. The championship would not be away for that long, as three months later, on the June 21st, 1990 edition of Raw, Midian would suddenly become the new European champion. The old storyline they were saying was that Midian forgot a belt for his pants was asking if he could borrow one from Shane McMahon's bag. Shane said, go right ahead. And it turned out that he found the European Championship in his travel bag. We saw him run around with it on TV right after finding the belt and was just suddenly awarded the championship because of that. Towering, however, would only last about a month and a half-ish as he would lose the championship then at fully loaded to D'Lo Brown, making D'Lo Brown a three-time European Champion. And also, later on at SummerSlam, he would end up dropping the championship then to Jeff Jarrett, a match that was for both the Intercontinental and European Championships. So Jeff Jarrett would become the first ever Euro-Continental Champion at SummerSlam. However, the European title run would not last long as the next night he would then drop it, or well technically hand it over, to uh, Mark Henry for Mark Henry's first ever championship run in WWE. And this would be his first one, the only title run he would have until he was ECW Champion later on in 2008. So. There was about a nine-year period where Mark Henry had no belts at all, mostly due to injury. So, thanks to him interfering in SummerSlam, he was just handed the European Championship the following night. Tyron lasts a little over a month, as D'Lo Brown would then win it at Unforgiven from Mark Henry, doing this whole thing about them having a bad friendship and everything, so that was that. This story would end on the October 28th edition of SmackDown as D'Lo would drop the championship to the British Bulldog on the October 28, 1999 edition of SmackDown, Title reign would last about 47 days as British Bulldog would, yeah, about 40, well, 44 to 47 days. So he would then drop it at Armageddon in a triple threat match, him being the champion and fellow challengers being Deal Brown and the eventual winner, Val Venus. So Armageddon, Val would already be locked, cocked, and ready to unload. I can't pull that off. This title reign would end up also lasting about 50, almost 60 days as he would then, on the February 10 edition of 2000 edition of SmackDown, you would drop it to Kurt Angle. Make Kurt Angle his first ever championship run in the company. Kurt Angle would also, during the title reign, become another Eurocontinental champion. As that on the at on the No Way Out pay-per-view, he would end up winning the Intercontinental Championship from Chris Jericho. So Kurt Angle was then the third ever Eurocontinental champion. First ever being uh first one being Jeff Jarrett, and then second ever eventually being D'Lo Brown for a brief period. I believe they were changing the title around a little bit. I know there were three Eurocontinental champions. Okay, so yes, to quickly uh, recap, yes, D'Lo Brown is actually the first ever Eurocontinental champion. I forgot because it didn't say in my notes there. Because he won it, became Eurocontinental champion right after Fully Loaded, then lost both championships to SummerSlam to Jeff Jarrett, and then, so Jeff Jarrett was the second ever Eurocontinental champion, and then third ever was Kurt Angle later on at No Way Out, so correcting that error there. Kurt Angle's European Championship run would only last until WrestleMania 2000 as he would drop the championship as well as the Intercontinental Championship in a 2 out of 3 falls triple threat match with the first fall happening 
for the Intercontinental Championship and second one being for the European Championship against Chris Jericho, who ended up going out as, Euro as European Champion, and Chris Benoit, who go out as Intercontinental Champion. However, Chris Jericho's title run only lasted 24 hours, as the next night he would drop it to Eddie Guerrero on Raw due to China getting involved and turning her back on Chris Jericho. Eddie's run would last until fully loaded about four, four and a half months later as he would drop it to Perry Saturn. Something I believe barely anybody remembers because you never really remember our European Perry Saturn being really much of anything other than Hardcore Champion or In Love With Moppy. Hinted. This title run would end on the August 31 edition of 2000 episode of SmackDown as he would drop it to Al Snow, who during his championship run would have a bit of a gimmick where every time he would make his entrances during these shows, he would dress up to represent different countries in Europe to kind of fit in the part. And I guess also a bit of throwback, I forgot to mention about Dilo Brown, was during his, during his early European championship run, he was then declaring himself to be from different parts of Europe. So he had a couple wrestlers that were doing something with something significant with the championship and the com and the continent of Europe itself. Tellerine would end on the October 16, 2000 edition of Raw as he would drop it to Sir William Regal, one of the most well-known wrestlers to ever hold to hold that specific championship. Tellerine would last all the way up a uh, little bit until the Rebellion pay-per-view on December 2nd, 2000, when in an abrupt loss, it would happen to Crash Holly. Something I believe a lot of people don't remember. Tower Ring would only last 48 hours as on December 4th, 2000 edition of Raw, William Regal would win it right back, becoming a two-time European champion. The Saturday Ring would last a little over a month, well, about a month and a half, until the January 22nd, 2001 edition of Raw as Test would defeat William Regal in one-on-one -on -one match to become the brand new champion. Tower Ring would then go for about two and a half months until, he lost, until Test lost the European Championship to Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 17. Tell Rain would end on April 26, 2001 edition of SmackDown as he would then lose in one-on-one -on -one match against Matt Hardy. Now Hardy's reign would last about four months, so not bad there, as he would drop then on the August 27, 2001 edition of Raw against Hurricane. However, this title reign would last about around 55-ish days as then on the October 22, 2000 edition of Raw, 2001 edition of Raw, he lost it to Bradshaw. Tell Rain, I'm sure not a lot of people easily remember. But then this one, I believe, was one of the more infamously uh, weird ones, as then his title reign would end, Nebraska's title reign would end on the November 1st, 2001 edition of Raw, or SmackDown, sorry. And I believe this is the one that never made air, because I believe this was supposed to make air, but instead it got bumped from the show, counted as a dark match of sorts. So if memory serves me right, this title reign did not air on television, because I believe, yeah, I believe this is the one. This title reign from November 1st would end on the January 31st, uh, 2002 edition of SmackDown as Christian would then drop the championship to DDP, so DDP's first ever singles championship and technically his only singles championship within the WWE. Now also during this run, DDP would then lose it over to William Regal where the championship would then be part of Raw brand due to the brand split. So Raw was keeping the European championship permanently even though it wasn't really a significant championship. Tyler Rain would, uh, yeah, would then go to William Regal on the March 19, well, technically, no, March 21st, 2002 edition of SmackDown, so 49 day, 48, 49 days for DDP, then to William Regal for a third reign. Then on the August, April 8th, 2002 edition of Raw, Spike Dudley suddenly became the WWF slash WWE European Champion due to brass, use of brass knuckles for Spike Dudley's only reign. Now, also, Spike Dudley would technically be the final WWF European Champion, first ever WWE European Champion, 
due to the company becoming WWE on the May on May fifth, two thousand two. Following night, May 6, 2002, Regal would win the championship back for his fourth and final reign with the European Championship on the May 6, 2002 edition of Raw, despite Dudley's reign only lasting about four weeks. A couple months later, at, on the July 8, 2002 edition of Raw, Jeff Hardy would become the European Champion. And then finally, about around three weeks later, on the, on the July 22nd, yeah, July 22nd, 2002 edition of Raw, for some reason... Yeah, two weeks later, sorry. On the July 22, 2002 edition of Raw, Rob Van Dam would unify the Intercontinental and European Championships together in a ladder match to become the final European Champion, and the European Championship was officially retired. And to this day, as of recording, the Championship has not returned to WWE television in any shape or form whatsoever. There were rumors at some point that it could have returned when Rusev was US Champion, but Lana spoiled it online, so they scrapped that idea. Now, really, the only time you can see the European Championship is in WWE video games. So, this championship, it had the potential to be a secondary, second uh, mid-card championship, but it was just never given the opportunity. In terms of combined reigns, the most reigns go to both D'Lo Brown and William Regal will tie for four reigns. Longest combined reigns for being the champion held for longest days. Both the British Bulldogs title reigns combined, recognized by WWE, was about 249 days, but 253 if you exclude uh, tape delays. So, British Bulldog, longest European champion with all combined title reigns together. And then, of course, the shortest reign being Rob Van Dam for less than a day due to the championship being retired upon unification with the Intercontinental Championship. And once again, deal in British Bulldogs' first reign when he became the inaugural champion, was the longest ever reign with the championship altogether at around 205 to 206 days. So that's the entire history of the European Championship within WWF slash WWE. Let me know what you thought in the comment section below. Any fond memories that you have of the championship itself, favorite matches, I mean, of course, probably the best match of all time involved in the championship, was the initial match when Burst Bulldog became champion by defeating Owen Hart in the tournament final back in Berlin. So let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. If you all enjoyed this episode, remember to leave a like or a rating of some sort. Comment what you think below, subscribe or follow, depending on what service you're listening this episode to. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.